You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is on the T with Anita Marks. This is on the T. Now here's your host. Anita Marks. Good morning, good morning. On the tee, getting you ready for the final round of the Canadian Open and also big look ahead. We've got our third major of the season, the U.S. Open, coming your way in L.A., the L.A. Country Club. And, uh, boy, I, I, was, I was doing some research in regard to that L.A. Country Club, and they've got some strict rules. Uh, I don't know about you. I, I know a lot of people out there listening. I'm sure a good percentage who listen to a, a golf program um, is a member somewhere. Um, and, you know, really interesting. Like, what are you taking? What, like, what is important to you when you're a member somewhere at a club? Right? Like, what, what's the most important thing for you? You know, is it, is it, is it, for, for, there's so much you take into consideration, right? Like number one is the course itself. You know, do you enjoy playing the course? You're going to be playing it more than any other course in the world, right? So is it a course that fits your game? Is it a course that you enjoy? Um, you know, is it well kept? Do they have a nice crew, a nice staff? Uh, do they have a, a, you know, their, their men's or ladies group? So, so that's number one. Number two is, you know, what's the group? the men's group what's the ladies group are they cool people are they young are they old are they uh just getting married do they have babies you know what what's you know what what's what's the social factor and then i'm sure number three you take in con- into consideration or what are the rules like i'm someone i'm very i'm very laxed with the rules right like full disclosure my life is nuts i'm working a lot and not that i'm complaining i love what i do but a lot of times, like, I'm from the car to the tee box. So a lot of times I am, like, I'm putting on my golf, show, my golf shoes as I'm walking and hobbling and hopping to the tee box a lot of times. Uh, and folks out there who play with me, uh, Steve and, and Jackie Torso, uh, my good friend Eric, uh, Mike Popo, Mike Kraft. I call him Mike Popo because he's a police officer. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about. People I play a lot with, you know what I'm talking about. A lot of times it's from the car to the tee box, and I still kick your butt. But nonetheless, uh, here are some of the rules for the L.A. Country Club. Uh, no shorts, no hats inside, sports, sport coat, sport jacket mandatory inside the clubhouse. No shoes in the parking lot. Right there, I'm out. Right there, I'm out. And no phones. If you want to use your phone, you've got to use it in your car. So this is just not for me. And I'm sure, like, I'm excited for the LA Country Club to host this. Like, everything I hear about it, and we're going to preview it. We've got Jeff Hall, who's going to be joining us, uh, director overseeing uh, what's happening out there in, in LA. Uh, so really excited to get him on the program. But, um, but you know, it, just interesting. You know, what, 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 what's important to you in regard to, I, I just, I, I like a club where you can go and there's not, I, I like a club with very few rules. Just personally. But nonetheless, I've, de- I've derailed. Uh, this isn't how I really wanted to start the show. I wanted to start the show getting you ready for the final round of the Canadian Open. Uh, C.T. Pan is at the top at 14 under. Right behind him, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six dudes who are two shots back at 12 under. And uh, in that six-pack, you've got Justin Rose, you've got Rory, and you've got Fleetwood. These are the guys that I'm going to be eyeing today. Here's what's fun as well. You've got Nick Taylor, who's tied for eighth at 11 under, and you've got Corey Connors, who is 10th, who is, uh, who's 10 under and is 10th, and those are two Canadians. So what are some of the big storylines heading into today? Well, uh, very interesting, C.T. Pan this is only his fourth start the season. Why? He's been dealing with a wrist injury. He finished fourth at the Byron Nelson. Um, metrics heading into today in the first three rounds. 
Uh, he's uh, he's first in strokes game total. No surprise. Of course, he's 14 under. He's fourth in putting. Now, keep in mind, he ended strong with two birdies yesterday. He birdied his last two holes, which got him to 66. Now, he is data golf. Datagolf.com is the site I use quite frequently. Uh, it's well worth your money if, if you do like to gamble and wager on golf. Uh, they do have Rory favored to win this for the third time. Could this be a hat trick for Rory? Possibly. Uh, but C.T. Pan right now at the top of the leaderboard at 14 under. Okay, He tees off around 2.15 Eastern time. Um, and, then, uh, and then obviously the other storyline is Rory. Rory is two shots back. Uh, difficult week for Rory. We're going to get into the live announcement with the Saudis public investment fund, PIF, and the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour and uh, them merging, unifying. What is that going to look like? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I, I mean, each and every each and every day I go online. I'm, what's the latest? And I heard something interesting today that uh, that I read this morning, um, and and we'll talk about as well. And that is. Uh, those that were committed to the PGA Tour are going to get some type of ownership in this new conglomerate where, uh, where the live players are, are going to be penalized. So they will get no shares. And um, so, I, again, we just... We're, we're, I, I used this phrase earlier this week. This whole live announcement is... I, I look at it as an onion. There's so many layers here. And we just, and, and there's so many answers we don't have. Okay. Um, but nonetheless, a difficult week for Rory. He came out and said that he felt like a sacrificial lamb for the PGA Tour. A lot of these players, Rory, Tiger, a lot of these players that were committed to the tour were not notified, um, which is unfortunate. But nonetheless, uh, to, to have, and, and, and for all of us out there who play golf, we know when, when you are not mentally right, you've got issues at work, you've got issues at home, you're trying to play golf, you can't. I can't. If you can, God bless you. I just, I, I, like, for me to have a really good round, I can't have anything on my mind that's throwing me off. I just can't. And so uh, the fact that Rory is sitting here at two back after what happened this week, how he was the face of the PGA Tour, is pretty, is, is pretty phenomenal. And he's looking for the hat trick. He's won it twice already. Uh, another storyline is Fleetwood, who's two shots back. Um, this, If he does win this, this would be his first PGA Tour win. Can you believe that? Tommy Fleetwood? How about that? Uh, you've got, again, uh, Justin Rose, who's two shots back as well. He's looking. He's won on tour 12 times already, so this would be his 13th. And then, obviously, a real good feel-good story is both Nick Taylor and Corey Connors looking to become the first Canadian to win the Canadian Open since 1954. Truman was in office the last time a Canadian won the Canadian Open. How about that? So those are your storylines heading in. What do the metrics look like right now? Uh, CT said that the, the big key this week is driving accuracy. Really important to keep this in the fairways. That way you can use short irons to get to the green. Very similar to what you need to do at Harbortown. And guess what? CT won in Harbortown. If you think CT is going to uh, close this out, again, he's got a two-shot lead heading into today. 19.6% from Data Golf gives him an opportunity to win. It's 4-1. to one. That's not where I'm spending my money. Uh, I'm going to throw some money on Rory. Feel bad for the guy. Guy needs a hug. You know what? I'm going to give him some of my money. Um, Data Golf actually has him favored to win this bad boy at 21.8. Wouldn't, he, wouldn't, wouldn't Rory love to make a statement this week? And you could wager that Rory's going to win this at plus 280. I'm also going to throw some coin on Fleetwood. Again, real good feel-good story. Dude looking for his first win on tour. One of the best ball strikers teeing it up this week. He shot a 64 yesterday. Datagolf gives him a 13.1% chance of winning. He's second in strokes game total and third in strokes game putting. Then there's Justin Rose. You can wager that he's going to win this at 5-1. to Dadikoff gives him an 11.8% chance of winning. And then, of course, the feel-good stories with Nick Taylor at 16-1 to and Corey Connors uh, at 3.2% chance of winning. Uh, he's fourth in strokes gain total, seventh off the tee. If you think Corey's going to come back and win this bad boy, it's 25-1. to Probably my best bet today is for Connors to finish in the top five. Okay, 
uh, and he's only two shots back at plus 225. It's probably my best bet today. So I don't really have a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, conviction in regard to who I think wins this today, but there's a lot of feel-good stories here. You feel bad for Rory, got absolutely screwed by the PGA Tour. You want Fleetwood to win his first tour win. Unbelievable that those words are even coming out of my mouth. Um, and then, of course, possibly a Canadian winning on their own soil, whether it's Nick Taylor or Corey Connor. So a lot of really good feel-good stories heading into today's round. Uh, so that's how I'm rolling. Uh, quick break. We still have a lot more coming your way. Like I said, we're going to preview the U.S. Open. We're going to talk about Liv, um, and we're going to get you ready. Uh, not only for today's final round, but also next week. Really exciting. L.A. Country Club, although your rules are pretty damn strict, it's all good. Uh, you're in for a treat this week. There's no denying that. Anita Marks with you. It is on the tee here on ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is On the Tee with Anita Marks. Anita Marks with you on this Sunday morning. And uh, this portion of the show, by the way, brought to you by Rock Spring Golf Club. Uh, John Mascari joins us now. John, good morning, good morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you. This is the second week in a row being brought in by a little naughty by nature, so I appreciate it. Yeah, I think I think this is your song now. Nice. Is this your walk-up song? I think this should be your walk-up song. Because you are, I love it. Because I'm you are pretty OPP. naughty. You yep. are you are pretty naughty at times. Um, <laughs> so all right, so let's let's dive right into it. Uh, let's just talk Canadian Open. I, I don't I don't have a true conviction today. Too many guys at the top of leaderboard. Rory catching feels. Uh, I think this would be a, a statement for him to come in and win for the third time. Fleetwood looking for his first win. Uh, you've got two Canadians that are in striking distance. Love me some Corey Connors. Probably my favorite bet is Corey Connors to finish in the top five at plus two twenty five. But in any feel here, CT, of course, this is only his fourth start this season because of that wrist injury. Uh, any feel here in regard to who you like to win today? Yeah, I mean, listen, CT Pan has the, his first fifty four hole lead on the tour. I don't really expect him to waver that much. If you remember, he won the seven man playoff to win the bronze medal at the Olympics. But this is a little different. As you mentioned, he's got a pretty stacked leaderboard. Six players find themselves within a share of second place uh, with Rory and uh, Fleetwood and and Rose and a lot of uh, heavy hitters, especially the two Canadians. No one's won from Canada for the Canadian Open in in quite a long time. So looking for Nick Taylor and and your guy, Corey Connors, to to put up a good fight today. But um, for me... I like Fleetwood. I like that he's playing in the last group with Pan. I think he's striping the ball really well. He did it on Saturday to lead the field in strokes gained off the tee. Uh, The putter is hot. He's putting with confidence all week. And he really hasn't had his best iron round. And we know that he's a really good iron player. So if he can get the irons going today, I think he uh, will win his first PGA Tour event. So uh, I'm going with Fleetwood today. I love that. I love that. Feel good story all around. I, I think this is going to be fun. Uh, a lot of storylines in play uh, that really, if, if they do materialize, could be really, really awesome. Uh, with that being said, we've got the U.S. Open, the third major of the season coming up. L.A. Country Club. Again, you oversee run uh, head pro at Alpine Country Club. I know you get mad at me when I put my shoes on in your parking lot. Did you see the rules? <laughs> and you know it happens all the time. Um, did you see the rules? can't wear shorts, 
uh, sport coat, mandatory in the clubhouse. Can't you? The only time you could use your phone is in your car. Like, the, like their rules out there are pretty, pretty brutal. I, yeah. Well, this is remember, L.A. Country Club is one of the oldest and most exclusive clubs, not only in California but in the country, and they hang their head on being traditionalists. And, and these are mm-hmm. some of the rules that are not going to go away. And it's respect for the property. It's respect for your fellow members. And if you're going to change your shoes, do it in the locker room. If you're going to use a phone, there's some designated areas. And, hey, they could do whatever they want. It's their club. And um, you, oh, you, I'm I, sure I, we're going to see I some, some talk about it. But I understand that. But, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I, I just think it's very um, dated. Anyway, uh, enough of that. Let's talk about the course, the track. You're sitting there, you're playing, and you look over, and there is the Hollywood sign, right? Like, you are right in the mm. mix. You're right in the middle of Tinseltown. Uh, what can you tell us about this track, and what do you feel these guys need to have in their bag to win this week? Yeah, very challenging layout. Uh, built in 1927. Uh, narrow fairways, strategically placed bunkers. The greens are all over the place, undulations, small, big, runoffs. It's going to be great for TV, as you mentioned, breathtaking views of the surrounding area. You're going to learn a new word called uh, barranca. Have you heard this word before? No. Okay, so a barranca is like a dry riverbed. So you're going to see these, they look like waste areas with sand and high grasses. It kind of meanders its way through the golf course. So there'll be a lot of talk about that. There's a few holes where it really comes into play, number two, number four, uh, and towards the back nine as well. Um, it's going to require lots of distance uh, off the tee. I mean, we're at over 7,500 yards, very similar to Riviera. Um, it's not as narrow as traditional U.S. Opens. There are going to be some fairways that are 50, 60 yards wide. Uh, so it's going to be an approach shot course. That's what I'm looking for as a deciding factor in this year's champion. Looking at metrics like stroke gain approach, tee to green, proximity from over 200 yards with that length, you're going to be hitting a lot of um, shots in of that ilk. There are only, there actually said there's th- five par threes and only three par fives. So a lot of your scoring holes, I mean, we've got number ones, a reachable par five. So right out of the gate, players will be looking at a possible eagle. Um, it's going to be an awesome place. I mean, the USGA has been waiting to come to L.A. Country Club for a while. They're set up. They've been. This has been on the books for over a decade. It's going to be a great uh, test of golf. It's going to be a great home to uh, hoist the national championship of golf. And I'm really looking forward to Father's Day weekend, as always, watching the U.S. Open. That's right. Father's Day weekend. Happy Father's Day to you, John Mescari. Um, With that being said, I like Patrick Cantlay here to win at 14 to one. Um, that's, that's who I'm eyeing. Who, who do you like coming in? I tell you what, I have Cantlay in my top 10. I mean, he's top 15 in four straight majors. He's been hitting his irons better. I think that's a great pick, but I'm looking at um, Xander Shaffley. Uh, I think, the last year's Open was the first time in six starts he didn't finish in the top seven. He was 14th. whoop de doo I think he's probably the best mid-to-iron player on the tour right now. He's playing some of his best golf in his career. Eight top tens in 14 events this year. He's fifth in strokes gained. Um, sixth in approach. He ranks 20th in putting. <laughs> you know, it's like he's got all the metrics that are like, dude, this guy is ready to pop right now. If he can get the putter going, he could shoot up the leaderboard. So I'm going for Xander Shoffley as my win pick. And a top 10 for Patrick Cantley. So Shoffley is 18 to 1. Top 10 for Patrick Cantley is plus 150. Um, John, before, obviously, you know, we've got a few more minutes here. And um, I want to get your thoughts. Big news this week on Tuesday, bomb drops. Right, like live and PGA Tour and DP World Tour and all merge and and then now like each and every day there's like these new uh, nuggets coming out in regards to what's going to happen and uh, what first, first things first what was your reaction when you heard on Tuesday uh, that that this some some type of merger is going to happen? Yeah, I like everyone else. I was like, is this real? Like this this can't be real. 
Like, like you had to check if it was it was April Fools, right? You had to check yeah, if it was April like, Fools. Like, you guys right? hate each other now. Like, hey, you know, cue why can't we be friends music? Um, <laughs> but as I dug deeper and dug deeper, you know, you start to peel some of the layers off and learn that this has been going on since April. Like they've been meeting and going through stuff and, and talking about this. I'll use air quotes merger because some would say it's not a merger. It's a combination, but we'll leave that to the lawyers. Um, you know, it, it seems like the PGA tour had a lot going on with lawsuits and they just kind of wanted this to end and they went right to the top, right? They went, they skipped right around Greg Norman and went right to um, the PIF um, leader, Yasir Al-Ramayan. I'll pronou- mm-hmm. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, and what did we learn out of it? Uh, the PGA Tour will still be called the Tour. Monaghan will still be the commissioner, but he's now going to oversee Live. Greg Norman, a uh, bye-bye, right? <laughs> I think that's coming soon. I don't know. He says, he um, says he's not going anywhere. He said Live yeah, well, is not going anywhere. Well, listen, Live will be re- reevaluated at the end of the season. Um, if Monaghan wants to disband Live, he can do it. Uh, if the Live golfers want to return back to the PGA Tour, they can. Uh, the conditions of that have not been set yet. So will there be penalties? Will there be fines to get back on the tour? Certain conditions, maybe no PIP opportunities. I'm sure that will all be coming up. Um, but the, the big thing is that the the Saudis will get the first right of refusal when um, when it comes to being a partner with the tour. Let's say they wanted to come in and buy Alpine. Uh, the Saudis have the right to be the partner of the PJ Tour for that. Uh, there's no really guarantee for sites or events. However, you can probably bet that the Saudis want to be involved, and then the PJ Tour will welcome sponsorships from them. Um, but you know, this is like a soap opera. Like, tune in next week for what's going to happen next. What what nugget is going to drop next with this deal? Um, we really don't know all of the details yet. Um, the PJ Tour is going to remain a nonprofit. But that might change as well as we heard Congress is putting some bills into effect to strip them of that. Um, I, I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. It's crazy. It's a major, major news in the sports world. The Saudis just want to be part of golf. You know, they, they're in soccer. They're in Formula One. Their thought was to build their own tour and, and get in that way. And Liv has been, you want to call it lukewarm? Sure. But now they can put money into the PGA Tour and invest in the sponsorships of that. So it's when it's all about the money, it's all about the money. So so this morning while I was prepping for the show, yes, occasionally I do that, um, I read that the PGA players who stood committed uh, were gonna, are going to get equity shares in this, and the live players will get no shares um, – and um, and and also, Live is going to continue to be like a standalone entity. Uh, so, r- really, so you know, as we're sitting here and saying, "Oh, well, the PGA players who stood by the tour, they got absolutely screwed." Well, uh, apparently, that's not the case. They're going to get equity shares where those uh, who did leave and go to Live uh, will get no shares at all. So that I read that that's kind of interesting. As as I said yeah. before, like I I just feel like there's so much we don't know, right? Like I feel like each and every day it's like a little nugget, a little nugget, more nuggets that that are being revealed, right? So right. we we can't we can't make a tr- in my opinion, John, we can't make a true assessment or understanding of this until we know all the facts, right? Correct. And and listen, whether you like it or not, the Saudis are going to keep spending money in golf, right? They've committed six hundred billion dollars. <laughs> so at least like the PGA Tour now can help control some of that and be a part of it and where the money's being spent, what's happening with it. So I think it's as of right now, as you mentioned, it could change this uh, quote unquote merger, might have new wrinkles, uh, the PGA Tour might lose its tax exempt status. Lots of things can things can change in the next few months. Um but who knows? Let's let's see how it all shakes out and wait for the dust to settle and then make our opinion. John, appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much. Enjoy this beautiful day. Weather conditions are not supposed to be great for the remainder of, of the week. But nonetheless, hopefully uh, your members out there at Alpine Country Club will get a, a, a nice round in. Um, which, by the way, I'm playing in your member guest on Thursday. Oh, yes, I'm aware. I've been doing a lot of research on your handicap also. 
and I know I haven't. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs> I haven't submitted well, a score in a minute. I know I'll put my scores I in know. before your. Anita, we have sc- to have a maybe an off-air discussion about this. You have to post your scores. I know, I know. Right? I will do that. I will do that. I have <laughs> okay. the next few days off. I promise. I will. I will do All that right. this week. I'll. I'll update my my handicap before. Um, in anything I should like, like what's the theme? What should I wear? So I don't embarrass myself. All right. All right. So super fun theme right up my alley. 1980s theme. Oh, jeez. All right. right I'm going to come, come dressed as Madonna or Cindy Lopper. Get the, you know, the, the bracelets out. All, you know, at least three to four cans of hairspray. Wow. It's going to be a great party. We've got gifts. We've got prizes. We've got fun events on the course. It's going to be awesome, as you know. And, uh, we're all looking forward to it. Only a few more Fantastic. days. John, thank you. Appreciate you as always, my friend. Okay. Have a great you day, everyone. It. I'll see you Thursday. Anita Marks, that's John Mascari, head pro at Alpine Country Club. I know. I know. I've got to submit my scores. I know. I'll do that this week. Um, we'll be right back. Uh, we're going to preview the U.S. Open. Jeff Hall, who's director of the U.S. Open, is going to join us to do that next. Right here on the tee on 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is On the Tee with Anita Marks. That's right. Time to get you folks in L.A. ready for the U.S. Open. Jeff Hall joins us now, Managing Director of Rules uh, and, and Open Championships. So what a treat it is to have Jeff on with us. Jeff, good evening. How are you? Hey, Anita. I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh, what an exciting time. Uh, in in LA, uh, the first time, obviously, uh, that, uh, that that this course will be hosting a U.S. Open, a ma- you know, a major tournament in seventy five years. The last time Harry Truman was president, it's been a minute. Why is that, Jeff? Why is it taking so long uh, for LA to be back in the mix? Well, that's a that's a pretty good question, and I'm not sure I know exactly what the answer is. Uh, Certainly being in the Los Angeles market in California is uh, important on a number of fronts. There's no shortage of great golf courses. But uh, I think first and foremost, we, we don't go any place we're not invited to. Um, we've, uh, I think, been discussing things with Los Angeles Country Club for many, many years. And uh, uh, finally, things came together. And you know, it started with, uh, at least in recent times, it started with a Walker Cup in 2017 where uh, the uh, the 10 best amateurs from the United States uh, had a match with the 10 best amateurs from Great Britain and Ireland. And, and then here we are uh, on the eve of the 123rd U.S. Open. So it, it's taken a while. We're excited for next week, and it will not take us quite so long to come back the next time. I'm sure folks in L.A. Are, 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 are hoping that as well. As you said, it's the 123rd U.S. Open taking place at the L.A. Country Club, the North Course. Uh, many magazines rank it in the top 20, uh, let alone top 15 best courses uh, in the world, which is pretty remarkable. Um, obviously, the big names are going to be out there in L.A. Just, uh, you know, a stone's throw from Tinseltown. Obviously, Scotty Scheffler favored to win this at plus 750. John Rahm having a phenomenal season at 9-1. to one. Brooks Kepka, we don't see a lot of him because, of course, 
Uh, he's on live and they don't have a TV deal, but boy, has he been tremendous in the majors, almost winning the masters. And of course, winning the last major as well. And, uh, and he's 12 to one Rory up there right now at 14 to one, some big names and a lot of excitement. So, uh, first things first, kind of share with us what's so unique about this track and, and what do you feel these, these gentlemen are going to need in their bag in order to score well, uh, this coming week? Well, I think one of the things that's really unique about uh, the North Course here at Los Angeles Country Club is, is first off, where it's located here in Beverly Hills. Um, mm-hmm. And when you kind of put your head down and, and you're playing and you're moving around the golf course, it's such a natural terrain, the, the ruggedness of the terrain. Uh, you, you can't believe, you know, if you look up above the tree line, well, there's Century City and from the 11th tee and a beautiful clear day, you can see downtown Los Angeles. It's hard to believe that this golf course, the way it looks as you're playing it, walking it, um, as a, you know, the fans will be moving around, is located where it is. It, that's a really uh, the, the juxtaposition of those those two things is, is quite uh, quite unique. Uh, with with respect to uh, you know, what will the players need to to, to bring, um, you know, I think some of the players are, are going to be well, many of the players will be trying to figure that out because it's not a golf course that's overly familiar to them. Uh, they've not had uh, many opportunities to be here um, as far as you know, previous events, etc. cetera. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a new, new spot for them to learn. I'm sure the, the players and especially the caddies will be quite busy when they arrive on site to get in their lines and trying to learn, uh, how best to attack this George Thomas um, masterpiece. One of our uh, real strategies of, of the U.S. Open, and really of, of all of our championships across the USGA, is to have the players get every club in their bag dirty. That's what we would love to see over the course of four days at the U.S. Open, that a variety of shots have to be played with, with every club, whether it's high, low, moving it left, moving it right, all of those and everything in between. Um, and we think the variety of, uh, of holes here at the North Course will lend itself quite nicely to that. Again, Jeff Hall joining us here on, on Bet LA, giving us a really great preview in regard to uh, the tournament. Obviously, the third major coming our way right here in our own backyard, the U.S. Open. Um, so very interesting. You know, I, I do a lot of research. Obviously, I need to in regard to the job that I'm uh, that I'm in. And in two things that continue to come up when I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do a deep dive into who I think is going to win this, uh, and that is how important uh, total total drives are. Uh, seven of the last 10, 10, 10 winners um, ranked in the in, in the top 35. Uh, in regard to total drives, distance, accuracy combined. Uh, do, do you think that's going to hold true here on this track? Is, is, is that a metric that we really need to pay attention to when we're trying to pick a winner this week? Well, that's a really interesting point, uh, Anita. The, you're certainly spot on with the U.S. Open typically driving the golf balls at a premium. Um, and the fairways are usually very narrow. Um, the, the rough is you know, quite challenging when you miss the fairway. But the design concept here at Los Angeles Country Club is is a little bit different than than most, if you will, typical U.S. Open venues. Uh, you know, you think about a wing foot. I mean, it's kind of, you know, you're walking single file down some of those fairways. Not the case here at, uh, at the North Course at Los Angeles Country Club. On average, the fairways are 43 yards wide. However... A number of the fairways here, while there may be that type of a number when you pull a tape measure across, if you will, um, the contours of the fairways make those kinds of yardages play more narrow. Um, we've tightened up a few fairways. Uh, we've actually widened a couple of others uh, because of the contours. So I think when the folks who are out here watching it in person or, or uh, viewing it on television or, or digitally – uh, they may look at it at first and say, hmm, this doesn't look like a prototypical U.S. Open venue. But while the fairways may be a bit more generous, 
where you place your golf ball in the fairway is of prime importance. This golf course is a, has a lot to do with angles. There may be one day, based on the whole location, where you need to be in the right side of the fairway. And the next day, you may need to be in the extreme left side of the fairway to have the best opportunity to get to a whole location. So it's not just enough to hit the fairway. Where the ball is placed in the fairway could be every bit as important. How significant, Jeff, do you think it is, uh, in, in again, for folks you know, trying to figure out who they think is going to win and, and who to play on their DFS lineup or, or who they want to wager on? Uh, would, would you keep a, a keen eye on guys who are from the West Coast? You know, how significant, you know, in regards to the grass, you know, what you use on the fairways, what you use um, on the greens, you know, obviously, you know, those, you know, you, you hear guys play really well on the Florida swing, guys from Florida and Texas, guys play really well out West, guys who are typically born and raised in Cali. Uh, is, 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 do you think that's going to play a role on, on who wins this? Again, another interesting question. It's it's an interesting combination here at um, at LACC. It's by and large a Bermuda grass golf course. The fairways are are Bermuda. The roughs are Bermuda, uh, but the putting greens are bent grass. You know, oftentimes uh, whether it's Pebble Beach uh, where the Women's Open will be this year, uh, Torrey Pines, you hear about well the Poa, right? Um, we don't have that here. It's 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 uh, pure distinction bent grass, and the putting surfaces here are really, really good. <laughs> if you if you don't make putts out here, it's your fault. It's not the putting green. Um, so I think you'll see a number of putts hold uh, just because of how pure the, the putting greens are. But it's uh, it's an interesting combination. We haven't played a uh, a U.S. Open uh, with Bermuda grass rough since. Pinehurst in 2005. Uh, so that's going to be, you know, that, that's a little bit of a learning for us. I can assure you the rough grass is being grown here. Uh, even though those fairways are wider, you get it off those fairways and you're in the rough, you will, uh, you're going to have some, some difficult, uh, difficult golf to play from, from those areas. But it's, it's an interesting mix and combination of grasses for, for a U.S. Open. What, what's the number in regard to the, uh, the stimp and, and, and how fast are these greens going to be rolling come, uh, come Thursday? We are, uh, our desire is to play most of the golf throughout that day, uh, right around 13 feet on the, on the uh, stimp meter. Uh, a few greens here have quite a bit of pitch. We, we may have to um, manage those a little bit differently um, just to ensure that we can um, – we can use some of the really cool hole locations that, that are presented to us, uh, but that's kind of our target number. Great stuff, Jeff. A- any final thoughts, folks out there listening right now uh, who are considering coming in and uh, in, in taking in this tournament all four days, maybe a day or two? Uh, any, any advice, thoughts, anything from parking to, uh, you know, you, you name it, any information you want to relay? Well, I would I would focus on the golf course. That's what I do. Um, I know we at our website. There's a lot of information about parking and you know how to how to get around the property, etc. I think one of the unique aspects of this golf course five par threes. Uh, you don't see that very often at many golf courses. Never mind a U.S. Open golf course. And the range of yardage for these five par threes uh, can play as short as 80 yards and as long as 300 yards. So I think anybody that's coming out to the golf course uh, uh, at, at any point during the week, uh, you're spending a little bit of time in a grandstand at, uh, at one of those par threes could be, uh, could be very exciting. Fantastic. Uh, Jeff, we so appreciate your time uh, and making time for us. Thank you so much. Really excited um, about this tournament. Thank you. You bet. Thanks for having you me. You got it. Uh, you got it. Jeff Hall joining us, uh, managing director of rules, uh, on on open championships so uh, we get the top guys uh, overseeing this whole damn thing the u.s open of course coming to la la country club uh, for folks that are out there heading out uh, for those four days wow i'm i'm jelly I'm, I'm sure it's gonna be absolutely tremendous all right we come back our last segment so stay tuned 90.7 espn 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is On the Tee. On the Tee. Brought to you by Galloping Hill Golf Course. Uh, and we bring in Christina Thompson. So Christina had uh, John Muscari on earlier. And I'm playing in his uh, ladies member guest on Thursday. I asked him, what should I wear? What's, what's the theme? He always likes to have a theme. And he said, um, I think, he, did, guys, did he say 80s or, 70, or, or 90s music? What did he say? Do you remember? 80s. Thank you, Joe. We've got Harvey and Joe producing the show. So he said 80s music theme. Uh, that genre. So I said, great, I'll come as Madonna. What would you, what would, like Cindy Lauper, a lot of hairspray. What was that? What was that net? What was the, what was that hairspray? It came in like that pink bottle that had like the netting on it. Was, was it called net? Aquanet. Aquanet. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to arrive with a, I'm going to, I'm going to go on, I'm going to go to online. I'm going to go to Amazon and I'm going to buy a vintage Aquanet hairspray. What would, what would you, what would you, what would you go as if you were playing in the members' guest at Alpine on Thursday? If I was heading out to Alpine, oh my god, yeah, like Cindy Lauper, Pat Benatar, yeah, Ooh, Pat cool Benatar, episode. just like, yeah, just I'll like just rock out. At- <laughs> I'll just wear all black. I'll just wear all black. <laughs> yeah, I have like the rubber bracelets on, and no, 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 go neon, and I want to see that curly Anita hair. I want that wild. And I'll I'll bring my bump box and just play a a, a bunch of I'll just keep it Go on a loop. It. Yeah, they'll 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 love me out there at Alpine. They'll appreciate the fact that I, I changed my shoes and in, in <laughs> I changed my shoes in the parking lot. Yeah. Um. Anyway, all right. Uh, we've got Christina Thompson on because the ladies are teeing it up just a few miles south of us at the Shoprite LPGA Classic, uh, and um, right outside of AC. So with that being said, tell us what looks good at the top of the leaderboard. Ooh, well, it is, I mean, the weather has is gorgeous down here at the shore. I, like, I'm so excited to get out there today. Lots of good stuff. We have Danny Holmquist. He's holding a one-shot lead heading into today's final round, following a bogey-free round on Friday. She did not slow down on Saturday. She followed her first round 64 with a second round 67. A 35-year-old from Sweden. She holds solo lead 11 under looking for her first win in nine seasons on tour. Now, with the win today, she would actually be the third player from Sweden to win this event. So we've had Annika Sorenskamp, who's won this event three times, and Anna Nordquist, who's also won this two times. But trailing by one, we've got Pujo Kim in solo second at 10 under after recording a 65, finishing with back-to-back birdies. With a win, she would be the fourth player from Korea to win, joining the likings of I.K. Kim and, of course, Seiri Park. Now, two strokes behind her is Ashley Buhai at 8-under, 65. That major champion, she had one bogey on Saturday and seven birdies. She launched up the leaderboard uh, looking for a win down here at the Jersey Shore. We have six players uh, tied for fourth, seven under, including Brianna jo- uh, Doe, who had an impressive bogey-free round 65 yesterday. Now, if you're wondering where all of the past champions in the field are this week, well, they all made the cut, which is awesome. So Anna Nordquist is out there, Brooke Henderson, I.K. Kim, Mel Reed, and Angela Stanford, both one under, Annie Park, and, of course, Solheim Cup uh, captain Stacey Lewis is out in the field. So a lot of players out there to go out there and follow. I will be walking with Marina Alex, who played, who's playing great golf this season. She carded six birdies in a bogey-free round yesterday. So I'll be... Out there following her, Georgia Hall, 
Uh, if you're here, come find me. I'll be hiding behind trees so Marina doesn't see me. Um, so we should have a, a, a fun, fun Sunday at the shore. But we are looking forward to the next two weeks. Lots of good golf happening from Jersey. The ladies are hopping out to Michigan for the Meyer LPGA Classic. And then they come back for the fourth and final tour event here in the Garden State. June 22nd to the 25th, they're coming to Baltusrol for the LPGA Women's PGA Championship in my backyard. I cannot wait. Um, it will be sad when this little stretch of golf here in Jersey is over, but it has been a fun stretch. And to have the last event being a major, I mean, I, I, I know Jersey fans are super stoked to be out there. Lots of players we're looking at. And, of course, I think one of the players a lot of us are looking to see uh, what she does is Rose Zhang. As we all know, she won last week at Liberty National. Her first LPGA Tour event shows up and wins uh, in front of some of her peers. And she obviously will be playing and has committed to be playing all four of the majors this year. So she will be at KPMG at Baltimore in two weeks, and then you'll see her again at the U.S. Open um, just the following two weeks after that uh, at Pebble Beach. So lots of cool stuff happening in women's golf. Whew, i got to take a breath. Sometimes I skip overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't even have to ask you a second question. Uh, You just went, you went straight, you went straight from Shoprite all the way um, to Balsa Straw, which uh, you know, obviously, you know, here, here's what's interesting, right? Because uh, the the men's tour, the PGA tour. You and I played Liberty, by the way. Uh, Not that uh, I don't want (laughs) to brag about it because um, uh, some people feel it was quite stupid that that we were out there playing Liberty on Wednesday with horrible. Uh, you know, smoke and, and I woke up on Thursday, like, am I still alive? I actually took a soul cycle class at seven o'clock in the morning and, and I crushed it. So oh. I'm like, okay, all right. What, what, did, what did we, what did we, we were Googling. So folks out there. So Christine and I were, were invited to go out and play uh, Liberty national this past week. And so we went out on Wednesday, which was one of the worst days. I, I know we're stupid. We're stupid. I can't even believe I'm, oh God, I'm, I'm acknowledging this. Christina, thank God my mother's not listening. Um, and so the morning, it started off in the morning and we were fine. And then I'd say, what, whole five, you and I were looking at each other and going, what are we doing? Should we even be out here? And then when we made the turn, it was like, it was yellow. We felt like we were playing golf on Mars, right? We're still questioning, we're still questioning our... Yeah, it was like the entire skyline disappeared. It was like the entire skyline disappeared. You didn't know where you were. There wasn't a bird <laughs> to be found. It was the eeriest round of golf, I think, in, that we've either played ever. Then we're, we're questioning ourselves, like, what are we doing? And then, um, and then so I came home. I was absolutely terrified that I was, like, not going to wake up the next morning. Uh, but like I said, I woke up. I took a soul cycle class at 7 a.m. I was fine. I feel fine, thank God. But uh, not not our not our most not our most brilliant day, Christina. Even though, let me tell you something. Yeah. Liberty, obviously, listen. Liberty National is a bucket list. Uh, you check it off when you're invited to go out there and play. All right, you check it. Like yeah. so, you know. It's just uh, hopefully next time we play, uh, we'll be able to see the fairway and see the pin <laughs> from <laughs> from 200 oh, yards away. Uh, anyway, nonetheless. Um, and nonetheless, it, very interesting. The men's PGA tour has stayed away from the Northeast, right? Uh, from the tri-state area where we've gotten a heavy dose of the LPGA this season, which has been an absolute delight. So that's, that's great. And Christina has been our eyes and ears on the ground for all of it. All right. Uh, before I let you go, we've got our third major of the season coming your way for the men next week, LA country club. I like Cantlay, John likes Shoffley. Anybody you are eyeing coming into that bad boy? Mm, oh, my gosh. I mean, the stars really are coming out next next week, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I do like Shoffley. I, mean, I actually had him on my list of players to watch, but I'm really interested. And, I, again, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm really interested to see what Kepka does. I mean, he's been on fire, and I'm so conflicted for so many reasons. <laughs> but I'm really curious to see what he does. Obviously, Bory, I'd love to see him continue. I mean, he's just been my favorite golfer right now. Um, but we'll see what, how – you know, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, it should be an exciting. I, I can't wait to see them play in, in LA and, and at that club. I'm, I'm, I've been walk, looking at it. It looks 
stunning. It looks beautiful. Yeah, there's a lot of rules, but that's okay. The guys can handle it. Um, it should be it should be an interesting, fun, fun U.S. Open. Finally, you I know, know me. You and to you you and I golf quite frequently. You know, I would not last there. They would kick me out. They'd be no. like, Anita, we no. Anita, we can't, we can't, we can't. No. The, the, the changing of the golf fun. shoes in the parking lot, the cell phone, the, <laughs> <laughs> the boom Anita, box, we, we, whatever that is. We, we we love you, but we we can't we can't. Sorry, this is not the club Sorry. for you. Sorry, it's okay. There's others. Bye. There's others happy to have you. <laughs> Bye. Anyway, uh, Christina, thank you, my friend. You rock. Uh, enjoy the enjoy. enjoy did you, did you give the folks a winner? Who who's who's gonna win this bad boy today? Today, I'm going with Corey Connors. I'm going for like the Canadian. Come on, let's do it. I know, it, right? Corey. What a great. What a what a yeah. great what a great what a great storyline, uh, Christina Thompson, right. golf for her CEO extraordinaire. I always say you got to look good. You want to play well, you got to look good, and you can look good. Uh, check her out, golfforher.com. Christina, thank you. All right, uh, as always, I like to end the show update in regard to the FedEx Cup standings. John Rahm at the top, no surprise there. Scotty Scheffler on his coattail. You imagine if Scotty's putter. Um, actually was working <laughs> where he'd be right now. He's 402 points behind John Rahm. Homa at three, then Hovland after coming off. What a great win at Memorial, which, by the way, we didn't talk about this. How about this? So Hovland wins the Memorial, and at 7 o'clock the next morning is on the bag for one of his buddies from Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, right? Oklahoma State, right? Um, trying to qualify for the U.S. Open. How cool is that? What a mensch. How can you not love Hovland, right? Anyway, he rounds out at four after winning the Memorial. Finau at five. Siwoo Kim, Jason Day, Wyndham Clark, who's having a great season. Patrick Cantlay at nine. Keegan Bradley rounds out ten. Outside looking in, Shoffley. John Mascari and Christina Thompson like him coming in uh, to the U.S. Open. Uh, keep an eye on the, those cats that are out there on the left coast. That's, that's really key. Golf out there in L.A., very different than on the East Coast. Sam Burns at 12, Rory at 13. He should move up if he does win this bad boy today in Canada. Kitsuyama, Power, Hatton, uh, just to name a few. Uh, tournament, the Canadian Open, obviously happening right now. We've been talking a lot about the U.S. Open happening tomorrow, or not tomorrow, starting next week uh, as, uh, as it is the third major of the season. And then, nope, nothing in New Jersey and New York, but Connecticut, the Travelers Championship. The guys head back out here east to play in the Travelers. That will be the, the closest in proximity you can travel to go see these guys play this season. All right, New York, New Jersey, Tri-State. Weather conditions this week, no bueno. Monday, 70% chance of rain. Tuesday, 50% chance of rain. Wednesday, 60% chance of rain. If there is a day you want to make sure you are off of work or you are working from home, air quotes, wink, wink, that is Thursday, sunny all day long. That's going to be our nicest day of the week. That's the day you want to, again, work from home. Friday, 30% chance of rain. And then on Saturday and Sunday, it will be nice. So that, that about it. that's about it. That sums up our, uh, our On The T show. We get back. We'll kick off our regular show, the Anita Mark show. That would be me. Sounds weird, me saying my own name. Uh, fresh back from the Belmont. Was up late last night. Not sure how. I, I feel like I've got a ton of energy today. I, I don't know how that's happening. But um, well, we'll dive into that. Yankees, Mets, getting you ready for NBA championship. Game five. We'll recap the NHL. Vegas up 3-1, so a lot to get into next here on 98.7 ESPN.